Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Oh, say can you see the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that makes hay while the sun shines. If only he knew what LSMFT meant. It's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. I am so happy to know that you're out there. I'm I'm sure you're there. I can't see you, but yet somehow I know that the audience is there waiting, waiting to be enlightened about Medicare and especially waiting to be imbued with that spirit of confidence that an expert can imbue you with in order to make you feel confident that your encounter with Medicare is going to go smoothly and is going to be very rewarding. You're going to be happy that you reach the land of Medicare because most often it's going to save you some money. It's going to provide excellent protection against high medical bills, and it's going to allow you to relax about your financial future. You can get excellent protection at a very reasonable price. And that is the message that I bring to my audience. Now, how do I bring that message? How do I deliver that message? I encourage people to go to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and purchase my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. If you go to Amazon, there are four editions. You can listen to the Audible edition. You can purchase the Kindle edition and get it immediately uh, sent to your reader. You can uh, purchase the uh, tried and true paperback edition. And you finally, if you want, if you're a high roller and you want to impress your friends and relatives, you should purchase the $22 hardcover edition. It is a permanent addition to your library and will gain you the respect of all the people that will come into your house and see that magnificent work laying on a coffee table, let's say. Uh, it is 22 bucks, but it's highly uh, artistically designed to be pleasing to the eye and pleasing to the reader and durable. That thing will last for generations. So purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man. Set aside a little time to uh, do some reading, and you will become a Medicare expert, <clears throat> very much like I am. And when I look for expertise around my house, I look towards Randy Carson, the guy who engineers the podcast and who uh, makes this whole thing run like a well-oiled machine. Randy Carson, it's a pleasure to have you with me today. How are you doing? Well, thank you. I'm doing very well. I I stayed up late last night. I thought I should point out to you, just wondering, you know, we haven't pulled off any stump the insurance export stuff lately. So I dreamt up what I could do, and I and I landed on these again the list of stupid laws, 
on the book for every state. Well, I'm game. I'm game to look like a dope because that's what happens and stump the insurance guy. <laughs> so I thought I would do that, not make you look like a dope, but stump the insurance guy. Okay. And I, what I'm what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a state. Okay. And then I'm going to give you a little little bit of a hint beyond that so that you can tell me what this law is. Well, my most common state is confusion. So is that what you're going to be giving me? <laughs> oh, no, you'll love these. You'll love okay. them. I hope so. Trust me. Trust me. All right. So the state is Alaska. Okay. And it has to do with taking selfies. So as you know, given that term, it's it's not that old of a law. But bottom line is, what would you say is the law in Alaska related to selfies? Okay, I'm going to speculate here, and my speculation is actually inspired by something I saw recently. I think it was on America's Funniest Home Videos or something like that. But I walked by the television in the living room, and I saw an event happening that was uh, confusing to me until I listened to the news. Guy. Oh, I know. It was on Fox News, and it was on one of their evening shows, and they just played this thing over and over and over and over again. I was fascinated by it, but it was a guy holding up his cell phone, taking a selfie, being gored by a male deer with a full set of antlers. And I thought the guy was completely shocked that the deer ran up and, and hit him in the back with his whole, you know, head full of antlers. <clears throat> but the more they played it, the more they discussed it, they said the guy was actually trying to take a selfie with him with the deer in the background. And apparently the deer was offended that the guy hadn't offered compensation for the photograph or something like that. So um, it was, it was pretty entertaining, but it looked like it was going to be painful. So I'm guessing that the Alaska law is no selfies taken with, and I'm going to say moose or bear wild animals. That's my you know guess. Something, you know something I am always, I am just always amazed at how close you guess these things. Oh, boy. Um, bottom line is it's against the law in Alaska to take. Oh, OK. I have to clarify this a little bit. It's against the law in Alaska to wake a sleeping bear to take a selfie. You know something out of all the stupid laws that you and I have discussed so far, <laughs> that one is the least stupid. That one is a, like a self-defense mechanism. Some people are too dopey to not to know it's not a good idea to wake a bear up. So. They have to be protected from this, themselves. I'm telling you, there's no, no thought has ever crossed my mind in my lifetime, Doug, to go, I think I'm going to go shake a grizzly bear awake yeah. and take a selfie. He, they're so cute. He'll love being awakened. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you. Well, that's almost like the day that actually we spent a whole day in uh, Yellowstone National Park, and it got cold and miserable. But the couple who was leading the old Corvette, and your question is always, are the Corvettes old or are the people old? And, and the answer is yes. <laughs> but uh, our old Corvette traveling group uh, spent a lot of time taking pictures of things and driving around Yellowstone and the leader of the group who loves to take pictures of stuff decided to walk down a wooden sidewalk into this wilderness area where Buffalo hang around. Mm. And she, she decided to go uh, right up face to face with a bison 
and take a picture. And uh, I thought for sure she was going to get flattened. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit of uh, <laughs> this is not going to surprise you. But back in the day, there was some agricultural people back in the Midwest. There, there's some real advantages to bison in terms of their meat. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very low fat, you know, all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Well, there was some people, there was some farmers, uh, ranchers, whatever you want to call them, back in the Midwest in the day that tried to cross. Well, they did. They crossed bison with cattle, you know, uh, normal run-of-the-mill cattle. Sure. That they figured out that that was a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were the negative uh, results? The they they these cattle these bison you know they were absolutely nuts and they okay. couldn't they couldn't be trusted. I mean okay. they they would go they would go absolutely stru- you know stark raven mad trying to kill stuff. And uh, uh, bottom line, I mean that's that's. I, I think they actually turned out to be wilder and, and more dangerous to be around than a normal bison. Well, you know, something that's just kind of wacky, but uh, the same thing happened. And I believe it happened in the West because they needed horses. They needed uh, the, the early cowboys and settlers and people traveling through the deserts needed uh, animals with less water demand and more um, stamina. And yeah. so, so they, crossed regular horses maybe smaller spanish horses with zebras and they called them zonies oh that's a bad idea well it turned out to be a very bad idea that's why we don't see any <laughs> zonies around today because they could not be tamed they could not be saddle broke and they could not be uh you know trusted to not try to kill you if you got within range yeah. of them yeah and i it was Very, the same kind of result yeah there is an absolute reason. I mean, every once in a while, I'll see it on the the you know, somewhere on the internet. Why can't you ride a zebra? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> there are about five reasons, and all of them involve pain. All of they will attempt to kill you at every turn of the corner. Yep, and they are they can't be tamed. Zebras yep. are absolutely freaking nuts. Just just kind of like the bison, you know the. Uh, the cross between the bison and the and the cattle. Sure, and I have to say that that uh, that Alaskan law about not waking a bear up <laughs> to do anything with, like take a picture or dance or whatever, um, that's not <laughs> a dumb law. That's really probably uh, very very wise. Uh, the the Alaskan governmental fathers that be, uh, I'm sure, saw that the only disaster could come from waking up a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just so you know, so you can stick this in your memory bank so you can win a beer, you know, win a beer at the pub some night. Uh There isn't there is the the only thing I remember about this, you know, cross between a bison and a cow and a you know normal cattle is they they gave them a name beefalo. Yeah, I had I had forgotten all about that, but you're right. I that, do remember hearing about them. That's an English name for it will kill you. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah. that. Don't try this. That's a great. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Well, you know something? Yes. I think we probably ought to get on into the Medicare stuff. My my job as nominal producer. Well, you're um, a harsh taskmaster, but I'll, I'll go along with your plan. 
And I want to announce, I want to make an announcement that's made me so happy. Uh, my life changed years ago. Um, I got married so that somebody else could do my shopping for me. I just find it to be tedious and cumbersome. And I read a blurb today on my telephone that just made me happy. And, and I'm hoping that it portends a big improvement in my life and maybe the lives of everybody else. But there are two stores named, and then probably uh, others that we could name if we had read the article thoroughly, uh, Walmart, Costco, and some other companies are rethinking self-checkout. That is the primary reason I don't go to those stores to buy things. I don't want to have to check myself out. And I hear about other people having difficulties and things don't work. And it's awkward to buy uh, alcohol because you have to prove your age. And apparently there are several problems even beyond the ones that keep me out of the stores. So that was good news for me to read that these companies are thinking maybe self-checkout is not such a good idea after all. Now that's happening at the same time as the fast food uh, chains in California are coming under increasing pressure from this, the government who is forcing them to pay outrageous hourly wages to their help. So they're struggling to either uh, find a way to automate the uh, functions that now, you know, high school kids uh, perform or to, um, uh, you know, go out of business, I guess, or move out of California. But the automation that the large stores use for self-checkout is you're probably going to be seeing that popping up in the fast food restaurants if, in fact, you patronize fast food restaurants, at least in California for now. And if it works there, you know, of course, it's going to spread across the United States. So uh, Randy was kind enough to get me back on track here, and I want to start with an a short piece about Medicare Advantage plans specifically as relates to United Healthcare, the uh, largest health insurance company in America. And I think that is either measured by revenue in the billions or by numbers of warm bodies insured. I remember <clears throat> probably 35 years ago when they came raging out of Minnesota uh, to try to take over the group insurance market in various places like Chicago, where I was located. And that was the first I had heard of this company. And their personality was such that they were not going to do anything in a classy way, but it was always going to be down and dirty. And low price was going to be the way they attracted clients. They weren't going to offer rich coverage. They weren't going to offer large networks of doctors. Um, so they they have maintained that personality. And then, of course, they hooked up with ARP, which uh, funneled a lot of people into their Med Medicare Advantage and their Medicare uh, supplement plans. But this headline is interesting because it illustrates something that a lot of us have been screaming about. We know something's wrong in the Medicare Advantage world, and here is proof positive that at least one company has been um, treating their members in a cavalier way. And the headline on this little article is United Health pushed employees. They forced their employees to follow an algorithm to cut off the rehab care of Medicare patients. Uh, the nation's largest health insurance company pressured its medical staff to cut off payments for seriously ill payment, uh, patients in lockstep with a computer algorithm calculation, denying 
rehabilitation care for older and disabled Americans as profits soared. United Health Group has repeatedly said that its algorithm, which predicts how long patients will need to stay in rehab, is merely a guidepost for their recoveries. But inside the company, managers delivered a much different message that the algorithm was to be followed precisely so that payment could be cut off by the date it predicted. Internal documents show that United Health subsidiary called Navi Health, N-A-V-I Health, set a target for 2023 to keep rehab stays of patients at Medicare Advantage plans within 1% of the days projected by the algorithm. Former employees said that missing the target for patients under their watch meant exposing themselves to discipline, including possible termination, regardless of whether the additional days were justified under Medicare coverage rules. Now, that means that if Medicare uh, saw the need for additional days of um, uh, rehabilitation, it didn't matter to United Healthcare. They would throw the people out on their behinds no matter what, uh, medical necessity or not. Now, at this point, uh, the article comes to an end because I refused to pay the lefty organization that uh, published the article any subscription money. So you may want to go find that article yourself by Googling United Healthcare Algorithm. Uh, but it's certainly a uh, an indicator of how some of these abuses that Medicare Advantage plans um foist onto their members can occur. Who knew that an algorithm was dictating the uh, benefits that the company was going to pay for their um, their patients? The other thing that I often get questions about is, and I have many times over the years, is what do I do about VA? I have VA coverage. Do I really need to enroll in Medicare? Do I really need to get a Medicare supplement? And the answer from my limited experience has always been more is better. Uh, if the VA is very close and convenient to you, if the VA is uh, in your uh, view dependable, and if they provide the kind of care that you're happy with, then maybe you don't need to enroll in part B of Medicare. Um, <clears throat> but it is possible that you're going to want VA coverage at some point because it's inconvenient or because you're not confident that they're delivering the kind of care that you would like to have. And in that case, I always recommend that people wear a belt and suspenders. And uh, so here comes an article about the VA in the eastern part of Colorado. The head of VA prosthetics department in Colorado canceled veterans' orders to eliminate their backlog. Now, this is alleged by ex-employee whistleblowers. In 2021, an employee with the Department of Veterans Affairs in Aurora, Colorado, alerted leadership to a troubling practice within the federal agency's Eastern Colorado healthcare system, a vast network providing services for 100,000 veterans. And this is particularly apropos because we just had Veterans Day, which uh, I still am uh, often prone to call Armistice Day on the eleventh month of the eleventh, the eleventh day of the eleventh month of uh, whatever the eleventh hour uh, when World War Two or World War One came to an end. Uh, but continuing with the article, the whistleblower worked for the Prosthetic and Century uh, AIDS Service, 
which supplies military veterans with artificial limbs, wheelchairs, surgical implants, glasses, hearing aids, and other devices to help them live more functional lives. Many veterans, however, were not getting these services for up to a year or at all, the whistleblower alleged. That's because the head of the prosthetics department was directing staff to delete orders as if they had never come in. Uh, Three former employees who worked in the department told the Denver Post about this. The motive, they said, was to reduce wait times and backlogs to make it look as though the department was operating smoothly. The orders, up to 2,500 orders at one point, would remain untouched for months, the employees said. Some veterans, in the end, would never get the devices, they alleged. I have seen the prosthetic services go from broken to highly functioning under our former chief to almost immediately start to crumble and end up where we are today, broken worse than I could ever have imagined. So they went from broken to highly functioning and then to broken and then to horrible. Um, So this whistleblower wrote to the VA leadership in April of 2022 The individual whom the Post agreed not to identify, this is the Denver Post, out of concerns about retaliation, said that they had raised the issue for more than a year and nothing had been done. Patient care used to be a priority for the Eastern Colorado VA. Um, And then I skip ahead a page and I see an entry (laughs) that uh, surprised me. Black employees have been very upset uh working at that particular VA uh, facility, multiple black employees said they experienced racism in the VA, including one who settled a discrimination case after being called a monkey by a section chief. And uh, frankly, that tells me that either, either it was uh, kind of a kidding, uh, joking thing between two um, co-workers or else it was... Um, uh, you know, meant in a derogatory way. And back in the back of the article, nine pages away, it has some more detail about that. And the um, the person in question said that he was called a monkey at, with accompanying arm motions. So I guess that was uh, even more indicative of the fact that the name was being used in a negative way, insulting way. And so they have to resort to legal uh, remedies for that. I'm not so sure that's what I would do. However, uh, the VA is not always an ideal substitute for Medicare and Medicare um, uh, uh, supplements, uh, in my opinion. And I say that only because I have had other experiences with the VA that haven't gone that well for the people. Many people are well served by their VAs, but I don't think the VA is consistent everywhere. I know that um, a friend of mine uh, dropped dead in a VA hospital because he told his wife to uh, drive him to the VA an hour away rather than to have him uh, either call the ambulance or be delivered to the local hospital emergency room when he was having chest pains. And I think that was a fatal decision, but you can't blame that on the VA, even though he died in a VA facility. Uh, And I have, I had an old cousin, a really old guy. I didn't know him very well. I only probably met him once, but he uh, was a um, West Texas uh, kind of a uh, pioneer. Uh, As he retired from his uh, career, he built a cabin somewhere somewhere in West Texas, and the VA was like several hours away, and he had a um, Firebird, 
And he would get in that Firebird and drive several hours to the VA once a month or however often he had to go, uh, always collecting speeding tickets. But somehow he managed to talk his way out of most of them. But that's not what I would call convenient uh, or uh, you know reliable uh, medical care. When you have to go that far to get medical treatment, it seems like the smarter opportunity or the smarter course of action is to purchase Medicare uh, coverage and a, a supplement to make sure that when you incur medical expenses, they're not going to eat you alive. Now, I've got a little um, a little game to play with Randy. I'm not sure how I can involve Randy in this, but he, he tortures me with his uh, stupid laws. And so I have here a list of 15 natural ways to lower your blood pressure. And I'm, I don't know if you're even interested. I don't know if you have a blood pressure problem, Randy, if you're interested in natural ways to deal with that, or if uh, this is uh, something that I can even turn into an entertaining segment of the podcast. Well, I, I, I certainly uh, play the game. I, I have some ideas about how to lower my blood pressure, but I, I'm always anxious to learn new well, let's go through this and see these 15. Now, let's remember, my motto is always better living through chemistry. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I've That's the where I discovered Guinness over the years. I can cure a lot of stuff with Guinness. Yes, and those uh, brewers are chemists, really. They're highly trained yes, and they are. skilled. Skilled. They are. Well, I don't know how I can even turn this into a game, but there are 15 natural ways in this article uh, uh, listed to uh, lower your blood pressure. So way number one is walk and exercise regularly. <clears throat> hmm. um, okay. I, <laughs> I'm i not so sure that that's uh, going to have the immediate result that a person would like lowering the blood pressure, but way number two, reduce your sodium intake. Actually, Here's what I can do. Here are the 15 things. I'm going to read these off to you, and you you can then, uh, one by one, we'll talk about each one. One, exercise. Two, sodium. So does that mean eat more sodium or less sodium? Well, I, I think I'm kind of like you are because in a, in a previous podcast recording session, I remember your buddy Randy yeah, indi- indicating that at least at one point in your life with him that you used to arm wrestle over the salt shake. Right. It, we always had to try to make sure there were two salt shakers available at the table because uh, otherwise it would turn into a wrestling match. Um, uh, the So good memory on your part there. <clears throat> the next one is alcohol. Uh, is that going to be in, uh, advising us to drink more alcohol or less alcohol to lower our blood pressure? I'm guessing it's going to re- refer to uh, uh, less alcohol to, uh, uh, what do you call it when you're uh, going on the wagon? Um, to uh, You know, more sad. Yeah. You're very sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wondering Jeez, why, wondering where you're going and why you're even living. Yeah, I can't even find the uh, part of it. Oh, drink less alcohol. They want you to drink less alcohol. <clears throat> And uh, it's supposed to be good for you. But yeah, yeah, this just doesn't seem like it's uh, any fun at all. Less alcohol? Oh, yeah, I don't that's... know about that. <clears throat> Have I ever told you I put salt in my beer? <laughs> no, you never mentioned that, but it sounds a little weird. I'm doing okay without salt in my beer, but I put salt on everything else. But I was thinking of the word teetotaler. Should you become a teetotaler? That would raise my blood pressure. If I woke oh, up every man. day and said, 
no cocktails for me. I think it would raise my blood pressure. Yeah, that that would be a bad idea for me also. Uh, also, potassium. Now, you know, <laughs> you're supposed to eat more potassium-rich foods. What are potassium-rich foods? Bananas. Bananas. Well, I got to tell you, I had a blood test. <clears throat> We've been going on these Corvette trips, and there's one girl and one guy who love to eat bananas, and they got Mary, you know, eating bananas and shoving bananas at me. I had a blood test uh, after one of these trips, just a routine CBC I do once a year, and uh, it said that I was on the verge of death because my potassium levels were through the roof. And I immediately turned to Mary and said, you're trying to murder me with your stupid bananas. What? <laughs> What happened to Doug? Oh, oh, he he died of a potassium overdose. Fourteen hundred and fifty-three bananas a month. That's what the uh, results of the CBC, the complete blood count, showed that my potassium levels were through the roof and that I was about to explode. Well, what happened was, <laughs> and nobody admitted to this, but this is a very common thing. Somebody mishandled my my uh, blood sample. They dropped it on the floor or something. Oh. And, that's really I'm, I'm shocked i'm, I'm just i'm absolutely shocked it, well it turns out nobody would admit it so i went in for another one within a short period of time and the potassium was just fine so it turns so the out the guy that dropped your blood sample was he holding a banana at the time no or? it turns out mary was not trying to murder me but i still sleep with one eye open because you never know where this <laughs> overdose of potassium is going to come you never know you watch Dateline or 2020 when these people are killing their spouses or their girlfriends. Half the time they do it with antifreeze. Yeah, well, the reason that? for the reason for that is it's sweet tasting. Yeah, that that's the reason you have to keep it away from pets because they don't get it. Uh, antifreeze is very sweet tasting. I mean, they can make it. They can pour it in like a. Uh, oh, you know, like a sweet tea sort of a sure, thing. Sure, sure, or uh, fruit juice. Yeah, and then your and then your kidneys fall out and you're done. Yes, absolutely. But it takes a while. These these people try to do it over a period of like a month, you know. And uh, of course, they never realize the coroner is going to figure it out and point the oh, finger. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, you <laughs> can the... you can you can take a look at your kidneys and there. You might as well just put a big sign on there that says. I died from antifreeze yep. because my, you can spot it very easily. Arrest my spouse, please. Yes, that's, uh, that's what it shouts. So what we have here in potassium-rich foods, we have vegetables, especially leafy greens, tomatoes, potatoes, and sweet potatoes. Fruit, including melons, bananas, ugh, avocados, oranges, and apricots. Dairy, such as milk and yogurt, tuna and salmon, nuts and seeds, and beans. I guess those are all um, potassium-rich foods. You know, I always I always get a kick out, you know, when you said apricots, uh, every time I think of apricots. Now, this isn't true just for apricots. OK, but in, in general terms, many, many different fruit pits like apricots. Yeah. Seeds, Poisonous. They, they have arsenic. They've got arsenic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, that is something that people don't think about very much. But you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, caffeine. Do, should you have more or less caffeine? Well, according to oh, this, you should this probably is have ruining, less. This is ruining my whole day, Doug. Yeah, being healthy is kind of depressing. I don't like natural cures. I'd rather take a pill and have it be fixed. I'm sitting uh, here slugging down my coffee, and I can't, I can't drink anymore. I can't do anything. 
Uh, well, it has cyber fox on it. I don't know what that means, but it looks like it's your coffee is supposed to imbue you with some additional brain power, maybe. Either that or a long, long, fluffy tail. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> learn learn to manage stress. Well, that could fall on deaf ears. Stress is a... Uh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Doug? Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I was, I'm so sorry. Uh, stress is a key driver of high blood pressure. And uh, God, you know, fortunately, I think we've learned to beat stress in our lives. At least you and I have. I don't know about the rest of the audience. Dark chocolate or cocoa. Well, I do. Before cocktail time, I do like to have a glass of chocolate milk or a uh, chocolate chip cookie or three. Now, well, what is the chocolate milk bad for now? No, this says if you eat dark chocolate or cocoa, it's going to help your blood pressure. Oh, okay. I I well, I particularly I don't I don't dislike dark chocolate. Yeah. But I like milk. I like milk chocolate better. Okay. Well, I was involved in a years-long test uh, testing whether cocoa would help stave off medical problems. I think the bottom line after this, they spent billions of dollars on this test. Um, no, <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't get, find any we, result. We don't, we don't see any value to eating cocoa. Right. That's exactly right. But it says here, <laughs> while eating massive amounts of dark chocolate probably won't help your heart, small amounts may. If, if something's good, why not have a lot of it? Well, you know, it's, it's, I've told you stories about, you know, my, my view of life is if one is better, 12 is much better. Well, this article apparently disagrees when it comes to chocolate, but I will disagree with that disagreement. Uh, okay, try to lose weight if necessary. Now, who decides whether it's necessary or not? If people, hey, who well, are- I tell you when it's necessary. I can't get in my jeans anymore. Then, okay. I, then I go, okay, this is it. I'm not buying any new jeans. We're taking a step back here. Where is that caffeine? Yeah, and uh, start, you know. Um, uh, overdosing on the caffeine and dropping the sugar. Apparently that's going to be the way you fit into the genes again. If you smoke, consider quitting. All right. Oh, I used, geez. I used to a, consider a, it and I quit quitting. Is this guy trying to ruin our entire freaking existence? This is why I hate natural stuff. There's rarely any good news in a natural uh, remedy for anything. Uh, smoke, quitting smoking. If you smoke, that's a very drastic move to take. And it's going to add stress which is going to pump your blood pressure. Well, yeah. Up. Then you're going to start drinking. I mean, come on. It's, it's an endless circle. Cut added sugar and refined carbs. I just had two massive mugs of uh, constant comment tea that I loaded up with sugar this morning. Now that's not a good thing to do every day, but I'd say every other day, probably fine. But this article says, no, cut back on added sugar and refined carbs. I don't even know what refined carbs are. Low carb and he had it, and I thought I just should tell the audience while you know while we were preparing to record, he had this massive, massive cup of constant contact, constant what tea? Comment, comment, constant, constant comment, constant comment. And then on the other hand, he had a great big original size Three Musketeers candy bar. So we were in good shape. Yes, uh, frankly, I didn't know which hand to you know consume first, which handful of stuff. <laughs> Okay, uh, number 11, eat berries. Berries are full of more than just juicy flavor. They're packed with polyphenols, natural plant compounds that are good for your heart. Okay, well, you know, I could eat a few berries if they're actually going to help me that uh, that easily. Um, 
try meditation or deep breathing. I hear about this deep breathing crap all the time, and frankly, it sounds silly. I'm just you- I'm just glad I'm still breathing. Well, sure. Uh, as a as opposed to deep breathing. I mean, you know my history with uh, you know the the old trip through the uh, COVID yeah. factory. Yeah, and the uh, subsequent encounter with oxygen tanks, which didn't go that well. So yeah, it's. Yeah. How am I supposed to get the new oxygen tank? Well, I can't drive. Okay, well, I guess you're just in tough shape. So then I called <laughs> Doug, and he goes, I'll go get them for you. Yeah, and that worked out okay. And when I got over to the place where they give out the oxygen tanks, they were having a birthday party for all the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We don't have enough drivers. We can't deliver anything because yeah. they're at a birthday party. Yep, they were all busy. Uh, number 13, eat calcium-rich foods. People with low calcium intake often have high blood pressure. Um, okay, I'm an, ex- I'm an expert on osteoporosis. So, uh, yeah. There, there are people that will not absorb calcium. So just as a word to the wise, uh-huh. don't depend on eating calcium without checking to see if you happen to be absorbing it. Right. That would be one thing a doctor could tell you. Well, here are a couple of reasons that this calcium thing is never going to get me as an inherent. Uh, sardines and tofu, they're recommended. Oh, my God. So, the two worst that my dad, you know, bless his heart, loved sardines on crackers. But tofu, I don't think so. Yeah, well, they're, they're not going to get me on either one of those. Take natural supplements. And here's a list of natural supplements. Aged garlic extract. Berberine, berberine. I don't know what that is. Whey protein, fish oh, oil. My, geez, this is, let me let me start that all process. Oh God, this sounds like it's, I'd rather die than have to put up with all of this. <laughs> Hibiscus flowers make tasty tea. It says. Oh ri- man, no, they uh, don't. I'm I'm telling you, don't even try that. Doug. Constant comment. Stick yeah. with the constant comment and the sugar. It says right on the package. Add sugar for extra flavor. That's yeah. what I do. Massive, I, well, massive amounts of sugar will improve the taste they, of this product. <laughs> they, they might suggest a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, uh, care in the amount of sugar, but I am uh, reckless. Go for the, go for the uh, gusto is my motto. So the final thing is eat foods rich in magnesium. Magnesium is an important mineral that helps blood vessels relax. Uh, magnesium deficiency is pretty rare, but some studies have suggested that getting too little magnesium is linked with high blood pressure. Uh, evidence from clinical studies has been less clear, so it might be totally meaningless. <clears throat> it might be that magnesium is a completely waste, a complete waste of time and effort. I don't know. Well, we're way over time. We've uh, probably know. killed a whole batch of crickets, and I have to yeah, apologize to the audience. I'm have I'm gonna have to do uh, I'm gonna have to fill a form in you know the overtime seventy five yeah. cent kind of a thing. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, my friends at the NRA are calling. Hold on. They want me to sign up for another twelve years. Well, <laughs> they they do enjoy the revenue that comes from the members, and I'm a member. I'm a life lifelong member or lifetime member. What am I? <clears throat> so so I would I say am that- going to. Th- I'm going to think that you and I are on the same side of the fence when it comes to the NRA. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are pro as opposed to being con. That's right. Well, you know something? I need to close up shop, you know, pull our yep. tent stakes in because we've, we've gone a little bit of overtime, but I can always, I can always make it up, you know, maybe next time instead of 70, full 75 cents worth, you know, we'll, we'll maybe go for 60 
Okay, that so sounds we, reasonable. We, we we can do it, but then you know, there's a couple things I always like to take care of before we uh, pull up our tent stakes, and one is is Doug loves to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to Doug, you can always send him an email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at medicareforthelazyman.com. Got a lot of cool stuff going on there. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a couple reviews either on the book, on the podcast, on something. Because in our world, the numbers are the numbers are really everything. Last but certainly not least, is thank you for joining us. We always have a lot of fun, a lot more fun than if we didn't have you here. Because you could have been, you know, a lot of different places, but you weren't. You were here with us. And ultimately, if you weren't keeping track of the time, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma, no more living up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And I won't, I won't torture him this time. I'm going to put him in. I always measure the altitude of where he is, and I'm going to put him in under 10,000 feet today. So uh, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate that. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. Come on back for our next episode. Bye-bye.